Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, October 11th, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And it's time for the primetime slate, Shane. Really excited here about uh, Viking Seahawks and Chargers Saints. Yeah, we got the Sunday night football and the Monday night football, and this is a great way to, to cap off our football Sunday with this Sunday night showdown, Minnesota going to Seattle. You got two defenses that can be exploited and two explosive offenses with a lot of playmakers, so this looks like a great game for fantasy, so I'm looking forward to some high-scoring like, shootout action here. I am too, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. Let's, let's look at the totals here and the lines, courtesy of our partners at BetUS.com. PA. They are the presenting sponsor for this show. We uh, love that partnership and be sure to go there for your sports wagering and casino action. Use the promo code COACHTALK. Get that 125% match on your first deposit. And Shane, you know, as you alluded to, l- let's look at the lines here on game one. The Seahawks are favored by seven at home against the Vikings, but it's an over-under of 56 and a half. And the Seahawks' pass defense is basically non-existent. They are giving up an average of 408 yards a game through the air. I mean, I saw that stat, and I had to go back and look at the box scores just to confirm that there wasn't some mistake. But, you know, they've just been torched by Matt Ryan and Dak, and, you know, everybody's uh, getting after it. So uh, wh- how do you think game one here of the two-game primetime slate is going to play out? Yeah, I mean, it's good. you got to understand the philosophies of these teams and their strengths and weaknesses, and that helps you uh, predict the game script here. Seattle is one of those. uh, Their defense is definitely a a pass-funnel defense here. I mean, they're tough against the run. You really can't do a whole lot against the run. They've went up against elite running games and and pretty much shut them down for the most part. So it's a pass-funnel. So I think one of the reasons they're rated so low is that people are getting a ton of pass volume against them, and they've also got up on teams really big in the game script called for really high passing volume, you know, a la Dak Prescott, you know, 50 passes or whatever it was that he had to have against him, right? So, so yeah, it's a a great spot where maybe Kirk Cousins might actually get some action here because Delvin Cook, as good as he looks, he looks really good. They do not have a very good advantage. The Minnesota offensive line, in terms of their, their run blocking against this Seattle defensive front, is not a good matchup. So Dalvin Cook would probably have to get it done more in the passing game. And now he's extremely talented, but he's not going to have much room to run here. They will load the box up against you, and they're not going to let Minnesota do what they want to do, which is run the ball and control the game with Dalvin Cook. So Kirk Cousins will have to actually air the ball out more and actually get passing volume. In an ideal scenario for Minnesota, they only give Kirk Cousins somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 22 uh, pass attempts. But in this game, he could get 30 or more pass attempts, which could be a good game for him. And he's got a great matchup against a weak secondary here. So I can see Kirk Cousins being a good contrarian play in a in a in a slate where it's really hard to set yourself apart here. Um, it's going to be super high chalky ownership on the other side with Seattle with Rus- Russell Wilson. But you could get get uh, quite a bit different here with Kirk Cousins, and he's got some great guys that you can connect him with as well here. You know, I'm I'm with you, Shane, and I, I just I just love this matchup. Of course, the problem is that Minnesota wants to run; they don't want to pass it. Uh, they just want to grind it out, control the clock, use Cook. But the numbers are just jumping off the page here. And I got to figure they'll they'll look at all this and they'll look at the tape and they'll see that this is a real opportunity to pull the upset 
and win if they'll just go to the air. And Cousins can do it. Great targets here. And I, I'm with you here. I'm going to stack Cousins with Thielen and Jefferson. Uh, it's, it's not that expensive. And I'm hoping that uh, other folks will play the big names of, of Wilson or Breeze. Um, and look at those, you know, the, the average numbers. I mean, Cousins only averages 220 passing yards per game. It is oh, yeah. a low, it's a low volume passing attack, but just, yep. just get him 30, 30 attempts and he can go off. I mean, it helps that he has another superstar wide receiver here. I mean, this Justin Jefferson coming in as a rookie is pretty much an instant star. I mean, as you know, he's like the highest rated wide receiver in like the entire NFL for pro football focus. Like his, his pat, you know, his overall player rating is like over 90, which is like crazy for pro football focus. Usually like a good receiver is like 70, you know, like a solid receiver. So he's just, this guy's just looking awesome as a rookie. And I knew that really on draft day, I was like, why did they let him slip so far? Like the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, passed on him and took Jalen Rager instead, uh, you know, at that, at that point, and they fell all the way down to the twenties. I was Minnesota just hit, hit a great draft pick with them that he fell that far in the draft and he's looking great. The interesting thing, he played the slot at LSU and dominated, but now he's playing on the outside and he's thriving on the outside. Um, so he's just, he's just been completely awesome. And, and he has got a great matchup here against Seattle and they'll be able to hit him for some deep passes because Seattle doesn't have a good pass rush. And when Kirk Cousins, can actually hit the deep ball and actually stay clean in the pocket, which I think he can mostly in this game. He can he can put up a good game. And then Adam Thielen's looking really good as well. So, yeah, it's actually shaping up where their, their passing attack is looking good. And, yeah, Justin Jefferson is impressive. And let's not forget, in terms of the injury news, Jamal Adams is out for Seattle this week, star safety. So that's just going to make that passing attack uh, that much more potent. And exactly. if, they, if they can score – like we think they can if they'll just throw it uh, and we get a bit of a shootout here. Who are you looking at on the other side to run it back with? Yeah, I probably would like, uh, you know, DK Metcalf the best. I mean, obviously everyone's going to be going to Russell Wilson and pairing him up with this good receivers here with Lockett and Metcalf. But yeah, I could see Metcalf hitting one of those, uh, definitely hitting one of those deep shots against this Minnesota secondary. Again, I think he's a big, big playmaker here. Lockett's always a good play as well, but I think on this one, I prefer Metcalf. Metcalf, interesting that he is quite a bit cheaper on FanDuel um, than Lockett, but on DraftKings, he's more expensive than Lockett. So that's interesting. So I guess depending on your salary, you may go more Lockett on DK in FanDuel. Metcalf is hard to get away from. And then the other guy I really like from Seattle is Chris Carson, um, especially if Carlos Hyde is still out or hobbled. You know, Chris Carson is going to get almost all the, the work in the run game. I expect him to run the ball more in this game, and he's going to get work in the passing game as well. So I really like Chris Carson against uh, Minnesota's uh, defense. Minnesota's pretty weak against the run, and Seattle has a, Seattle's offensive line has a really good run-blocking advantage in this matchup against their defensive front. So the matchup and the game script really lends to Carson having a huge game here. Um, so I, I, I like him as the uh, really probably the top running back on the slate, even though you have superstar running backs like Delvin Cook and Elvin Kamara on this slate. I actually prefer Carson. And of course, at a huge discount. Yes, you do get a discount there. And I'm with you with, with the passing attack. I, I prefer DK Metcalf here, sort of a la Devonte Adams in week one against the Vikings. I can see him really causing some damage on the outside. And then one more guy to mention here, uh, if you want to get lower ownership, is you could go to David Moore for the Seahawks. And one of the numbers that jumped out at me with 
with this uh, two-game slate was just looking at the touchdown receptions. And obviously, you think of DK and Lockett as just being dominant, and Lockett has been a monster here. He's got four touchdowns. DK Metcalf, three. David Moore, two. So he's right behind, and he's a lot cheaper. So you can get different if you want to go with uh, a guy like David Moore. Yeah, he's a great play as well. He's looked he's looked really good. So, yeah, I just don't know if they're going to pass the ball much. But, yeah, for his price, he only needs to hit really one good play, one or two good plays, and, and he's going to hit value there. So Excellent. Yeah, we've seen so many times on these primetime games where – Russell Wilson will just spread it around and some third receiver type like Moore uh, will, will make an impact. So so keep him in mind. Before we go to game two, Shane, we got to take a minute to hear from our sponsors at betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right, welcome back. Thank you again to our partners at BetUS. Be sure to use that promo code COACHTALK. And if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor. This is in front of the paywall. Uh, give us that uh, thumbs up and hit the subscribe button so you know when our podcasts post. We do four NFL uh, podcasts a week here on YouTube and everywhere podcasts can be heard. And what we do at DFS Coach Talk is we hand build lineups and uh, try to help our members uh, improve their lineup construction, bankroll management, all of that. So we'd love to have you join us. If you're interested, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, pick up a weekly membership or monthly or the fall special, which is designed for NFL DFS players. It takes you through the end of the calendar year. And what we do is we get you right into our Discord, and 45 minutes before every uh, slate locks in the NFL, we're going to give you lineups. On FanDuel, we'll give you a full cash lineup, a full GPP lineup. On DraftKings, we give you a, a core, whether it's a showdown slate for one game or the two-game primetime slate like we're discussing here. And then on the main slate, we do a core as well as a bunch of pivots on the on the coach's clipboard. So basically, we're helping you build a lineup for every slate on DraftKings and FanDuel, as well as Yahoo, where we give out full lineups. So love to have you join us and uh, you know, try to crush it together. So we've been having a lot of fun here in NFL, and this is a, another fun slate. So let's get to game two, Shane. Uh, in terms of the, the line on betus.com.pa, the Saints are eight-point favorites. On Monday night, this one is set to kick off at 8:15. Over/under is healthy at 50 and a half, but it is six points lower than than the first game. So, 
Uh, are you expecting a, a high-scoring one here or uh, maybe not quite as much as game one? I think it'll still be fairly high-scoring. Uh, New Orleans does have a really tough defense, and the Chargers are competitive on defense as well. Um, but I, I'm really impressed with Justin Herbert and uh, the fact that he can still put up some score, scores even against uh, tough defenses tells me that this game could uh, you know, be fairly high scoring and that the Chargers might be able to at least keep it interesting where it's just not a complete blowout here, even though the Saints are favored. Uh, you know, We were talking a little bit before the podcast, and I was just really impressed with Justin Herbert, watched the game against Tampa Bay and kind of studied him uh, this week, uh, his week four game, and he was just very impressive against a really tough Tampa Bay defense. You know, uh, He looked in certain plays out there, like when he hit the deep pass, the way he just kind of faded and back in the pocket and then hit a deep shot down there for a touchdown. He looked just like Patrick Mahomes. That was the only core other quarterback that seemed being able to make a type, a type of play like that fading back in the pocket, getting away from the rush. So it was just very impressive. And the guy's big and physical and he's actually pretty cool. You know, he's pretty fast too. He can run the ball and he really is great uh, in terms of, uh, you know, creating the off script plays and, and being able to create more space, even against a good pass rush here. Um, and he's just, extremely accurate he's got a great arm and he's aggressive thrower so he might make some mistakes because he's a rookie but I just really like Justin Herbert I don't know if I'm going to get to him a lot in this slate but he's just very impressive as a rookie so I just wanted to bring that up and Shane let me let me uh touch on his matchup here because of injuries on the on the New Orleans side in the secondary we've got Marshawn Lattimore questionable we're recording this here early Sunday morning so uh, plenty of time to get the injury reports but He's questionable. Malcolm Jenkins is questionable. And then Janoris Jenkins, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been practicing, so he's doubtful. Um, so a little, little bit of an upgrade there in the matchup for Herbert. Uh, but, you know, he is $100 more than Cousins in the two-game slate. So let's say you go with Cousins, but you, you, you're interested in potentially getting some exposure to this Chargers passing attack. Are you looking at Keenan Allen or somebody else? Yeah, I mean, you got to look at Keenan Allen. Uh, he's a re- he's reasonably priced on this slate, and yeah, he is their star wide receiver. Um, and yeah, New, or- New Orleans, especially if they have a couple of their guys banged up, he'll ha- he'll have a good matchup there. Uh, if Keenan Allen gets in the slot, he'll have a pretty good matchup. So yeah, you definitely like like Keenan Allen here. And the game script calls for a lot of passing if they get down big. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite plays here. The other guy that's uh, if Mike Williams does not play, you could take a look at Jalen Guyton. He caught one long touchdown last week. He's on the field the most when Mike Williams doesn't play, and he didn't get very many targets, but I could see them getting him getting him more and more involved for Jalen Guyton each week here, um, and he's super cheap. You know, he's $5,000 on FanDuel for this slate, for the two-game slate, and 3300 on DK. You could also look at him and, you know, showdown slates as you can use this info on showdown slates as well. So, yeah, so I definitely like some of those receivers there. I think a lot of people are going to go to Hunter Henry for the Chargers just because there's barely any tight ends that are viable in this slate. So he's a guy you'll look at and uh, Herbert does like him as well. Um, But yeah, I think overall, you know, they're a competitive team. Um, I think they can compete in this team, but yeah, the, the Saints are definitely a really good team as well. So it's, it's tough to compete with them. Yeah, I, I like Henry here for sure. He's, uh, I've got him circled. I got his star next to him. Just looking back at the matchups here, tight ends have been very effective against New Orleans. Uh, we had OJ Howard get a touchdown in week one. Waller was excellent in game two, a uh, week two. Then Tanyan was great in that primetime game against him. And then your boy TJ Hawkinson scored against him. So, uh, great spot there. 
Herbert has thrown to Henry here since he's taken over. So uh, uh, I'm looking at Henry here in the two down uh, two game primetime slate as well as the showdown slate. And then just want to mention with the backfield, of course, that Austin Eckler is out. He's on IR. So we've got Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, both reasonably priced on DraftKings. I do want to mention that Justin Jackson, I think, uh, he might make some lineups for me at 4,300 on DraftKings because, because of the PPR. And last week, Kelly, you know, he's gotten a lot of hype here recently, but he only got 12 touches and Jackson got eight, including a couple catches. Uh, so I, I like him and he certainly fits price-wise. Um, could you consider playing him if, if the price is right in one of your lineups? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think Kelly's more talented overall. I, I think that when he does get production, they were just against a they were against a really bad matchup against Tampa Bay last week, um, and he did lose a fumble, so that put him in the doghouse for Joshua Kelly. So Justin Jackson's a safer play. Obviously, knows the system, knows the assignments. He's a more safe play there, um, but he doesn't have that highest ceiling in this matchup either. Where Joshua Kelly could potentially like break a couple big plays, so that's why I like Joshua Kelly's upside a little bit here. Um, so, you know, I think that he, he's just a little bit, uh, you know, more explosive compared to Justin Jackson. So it's kind of the, you know, Joshua Kelly's a little bit more GPP, you know, lower ownership and Justin Jackson's a little safer here uh, or kind of grind it out in the cash game kind of to kind of play here. That's kind of the way I look at it. But, yeah, it's either either one of them is not looking great in this matchup. But but I would rather take the flyer on the talent of, of Joshua Kelly, because I think when he has been in space, he's looked good, actually. OK. Excellent. Well, let's turn the page here and look at the Saints side. And they certainly have injury news with their skill position players as well as Michael Thomas is questionable, trying to get back from that ankle injury. Uh, Cook is questionable with a groin injury. And then uh, one of their fringe wide receivers, Deontay Harris, is out. So we're uncertain here early on Sunday morning. Uh, but let's assume that Thomas and Cook are out there. Do you think you'll get exposure to either one of those guys in the two-game slate? Well, if I feel like Jared Cook is a full go and he's not limited, I think he's a good play because the fact that there's not very many tight ends on this slate. And let's say, for example, Hunter Henry ends up getting shut down and having one of his, you know, goose egg games or one of his, you know, bust games. And then Jared Cook gets the touchdown, you know, and a couple pat catches. That would create a huge edge for you. So I think Jared Cook is kind of the contrarian play. He's actually a little more expensive on FanDuel, and he's a little cheaper on DraftKings. But that's the contrarian play here at tight end. It, it does make you nervous because he's coming back from an injury, but he also has a great matchup here. Chargers aren't that good. Their coverage, the guys that think covered for tight ends aren't good, and Jared Cook would have a mismatch there. So if you feel like he's going to play and not be limited, I like Jared Cook here. Michael Thomas, I'm also a little bit nervous about. I mean, obviously, I love Michael Thomas in general, but he's coming back from an injury, and the, I respect the corners for the L.A. Chargers. I think Desmond King, and, uh, you know, he's really good on the outside. That's the projected cover. They have Casey Hayward, who's really good. So I, I think that those are among some of the better cover corners in the game, and they can they can cause some issues for Michael Thomas, even though he's normally, uh, you know, unguardable, I think, in this case, coming back from an injury he'll he'll probably get a little bit but i don't think it's going to be a breakout game for him so that's why i'm not really willing to pay up for that price in the slate when there's a lot of mid-range uh wide receivers you can get that i think should probably outproduce michael thomas or be a similar production excellent all right now with the running backs here i want to ask you about kamara because you said you had some interest in carson because of that cheaper price tag 
But I just don't know if I can fade Kamara on a two-game slate like this where I'm not looking to play Michael Thomas. But could you see yourself fading him, or are you going to get him in all your lineups? Yeah, if you're building multiple lineups, you can build one where you fade the big names. Like you could fade the guys that we've talked about, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. That's three huge names, especially in the fantasy world here. So you could fade them, and you could actually throw Latavius Murray in your running back spot, along with like Chris Carson, for example. So it's uh, a huge uh, blocking advantage in terms of the run here. Uh, the uh, New Orleans offensive line against the Chargers front in the run game. So they have a big advantage here in terms of running. And if you watch the Saints lately, their primary running back in terms of on the ground is Latavius Murray, not Elvin Kamara. Okay, so Elvin Kamara has caused a lot of mismatch and basically has been more involved in the passing game with, of course, Michael Thomas out. But now that Michael Thomas is back, that hurts the production a little bit of Alvin Kamara, like lining up in the slot and, you know, getting those short passes. So his passing production go out and it seems like they're just saving Alvin Kamara. And they and Latavius Murray looks really good if you've seen how he did really good against the Lions, you know, last week. So my point is, I think that they will run the ball and have a huge advantage there and use Latavius Murray in a lot of volume here. And if, it, if he ends up getting the red zone work, red zone rushing carries and some rushing touchdowns, right? And Kamara gets not as much coverage. There's a scenario there where Murray actually outproduces Kamara and you're going to get him at way lower ownership here. Because like you said, it's it makes you super nervous to to fade Kamara, probably the most talented player, one of the most talented players in the league uh, on this small slate. It makes you nervous to do that. But their scenario is that Latavius Murray basically gets most of the carries in garbage time and mop-up duty uh, basically at the end, uh, just closing out the game is after they get a huge lead here and they have a big advantage in the running game and Latavius Murray gets that production. So that's that's kind of the theory there if you're fading Kamara. Was that last week when uh, Latavius scored twice against Detroit? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. That yeah. feels like it was a month yeah. ago. I know. I know. I'm pretty sure that last was last week. That was last week, right? That yeah, was last I know. week. I know. It feels like that was like years ago. I, I don't know That's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He that was, is crazy. He was on the coach's clipboard, though. We advised our members yeah. to play him in GPPs on DraftKings, and he smashed. We got him at low ownership. So uh, that's an important dynamic in that backfield. And we're yeah. going to continue to grind these two game slates, and we're all, uh, also going to provide showdown uh, cores and showdown lineups on FanDuel for our members here for these uh, Sunday night and Monday night games. Obviously, the uh, the sites provide some really uh, uh, top-heavy contests, uh, big prize pools, uh, exciting contests. We love sweating those with our members. So, again, jump in with us if you want those final lineups at DFSCoachTalk.com. And then in terms of social media, uh, sh- follow Shane on Twitter at DET Sports Shane. He is the Detroit sports man. You can follow me on Twitter at Language Olympic. Follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And follow the entire group at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, Charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk. Mambaon3.org. M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. I want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, BetUS.com.pa. Go there for all your sports wagering and casino action uh, Shane, are you ready to absolutely crush this two-game primetime slate with our members? Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great slate. You can use the information we provided for the primetime slate, and you can also use some of those different game theory and philosophies 
uh, with the showdown slates for these games as they have huge contests for those as well. So you'll be able to get in on all the action throughout the primetime slates here. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you all for tuning in on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen, and be sure to tune in next time as we look to crush it in DFS.